Welcome to YourLifeRocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally, in your career, and in your faith, and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit YourLifeRocks.com. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here to hang out with us today. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am the host of this podcast and your personal success and performance coach. If this is your very first time listening to this episode, I want to give you a warm welcome. Now, this podcast is all about helping working Christian moms move closer to their goals in all areas of their life. And sometimes moving forward towards our goals requires a bit of inspiration. And that's really what we're doing right now is we are starting a series called the Overcomer Series. I don't know about you, but nothing fires me up more than a good story of a woman overcoming obstacles and by the glory of God, having amazing results in the end. So I do hope that you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single of our upcoming episodes because there are some pretty amazing stories from amazing women that have had great success in their life overcoming some obstacles. And today's episode is no different. Today, we are talking about depression. Now, there is a vast majority of people who have been affected by depression, whether it be with a clinical diagnosis or situational depression that they've gone through, or maybe it's just someone in your life that you know, in your family or friends who have suffered with depression. And today we have a guest on who really talks about how she kind of battled through it. And as she shares her story, there are so many great insights of just the faithfulness of God and the love of God that he has for each and every single one of us. And there are parts of her story that I guarantee are going to fire you up, regardless of your situation, whatever obstacles are in your path, she is going to be able to motivate you to get through them, pass them, and then look back and see the beauty of your own journey. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Allie Davis. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to introduce our guest. Her name is Allie Davis, and she's going to share an amazing transformation story of how she overcame a huge obstacle in her life. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Allie. Allie Davis is a confidence and clarity coach for new or struggling Christian women entrepreneurs. She helps them fight fear, find focus, and transformation their mission-minded passion into a spirit-led business. Now, she is also a wife and a mom of a 17-month-old girl and loves the opportunity to demonstrate a life filled with peace, purpose, and joy for her family while empowering others to do the same. Allie, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you on. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. It's kind of crazy hearing um, someone introduce me like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I have followed you on social media, and it's been amazing how much value you contribute to other people and really helping them walk through their journey. So I'm sure that there's so much more than I was able to say in the bio about you. So share with us a little bit more about who you are. All right. Well, um, I am out here in Oklahoma, so I'm a Thunder fan. I'm pretty sad Durant left us. um, And yeah, I've been married for six years now, and I'm just really enjoying staying at home with my little girl. Um, I'm really blessed to have 
gone into that position. That's something that definitely God had a hand in. Awesome. Fantastic. And I understand that you are really involved in fitness and kind of have a real passion for that. Yes, that's actually what my uh, the first business I really did was involved with fitness coaching. And so I just feel like there's a very strong correlation with your body and your mind. And especially as we dive into the topic today, it's so helpful to have those endorphins going. You know, I feel like there's actually a lot of correlations between that and business and life in general. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, I just want to thank you for one coming on and being very transparent about what it is that we're going to be talking about. Um, You know, so many people that we come in contact with in both my Facebook group, my private Facebook group, as well as my coaching clients and just women that I've interacted with and built relationships in my life. Depression is one of those things that I don't know anyone who's really been um not had depression touch their life in some way, shape, or form, whether it be personally or through a close contact of a family member or a friend. And so I know that you are here to share with us your journey and really how you've struggled with depression. And so I just want to thank you for being so transparent and open about this journey because I know it's going to make such a big difference for so many other women who are listening to this podcast. Ah, yes. Thank you so much. I love this opportunity. That's actually something that I pray about, uh, on most days, <laughs> that I would be able to be have the opportunity to be used to to breathe life into this into this situation. Uh, it's it's so hard and it's such a challenge. Since when you are feeling depressed, the last thing you want to do a lot of times is put, just fill your mind with things that will help you get out of it. So I'm hoping that you know this is a, a fantastic opportunity to be able to just shed some light on this issue. Beautiful. I could not agree more. So if you are listening to this podcast and you have struggled with depression in in the past, or maybe you are currently in the spot where you're struggling with depression, or you know someone who is currently in that fight against depression or with depression, I hope that this episode really blesses you and helps to create a path that can lead you, whether it's in support for them or for yourself, really through this journey. So share with us, Allie, how how did this come about for you and and when did this start? Oh man. Well, (laughs) it started a long time ago. Um, depression sort of runs in my family and I mean, my grandma, my dad, me. (laughs) And so really as early as I can remember, I've struggled with negative thoughts and spoke very negatively to myself. Uh, it was actually really quite bad where I'd right out. I hate myself. And it was horrible, actually, what I did. And so uh, as early as even middle school, I remember, I'm not quite sure when I got on antidepressants, but I had a hard time with it. And definitely throughout high school, I took them. And throughout college, it got a little better, but uh, it was very, very challenging. And then I I had moments of happiness and whatnot. So it wasn't as if I just couldn't get out of bed. I was somebody who could function well, but I frequently would get down so badly and just didn't have a lot of hope for my future. So then when I was in corporate America, I hated my job a lot to do with the negative talk that I was saying to myself, but I actually had an incident where it 
it kind of came to a head, and I just knew I have got to make some kind of change. Otherwise, I'm literally not going to be able to keep this job because I'm mentally struggling so much. Mm. Now, as a child kind of growing up um, with depression and, and taking medication, um, how was that for you? I mean, did you ever feel different or did you or was it just kind of a normal process because it was a family a family issue as well? That's a good question. I think in a way it was a normal process within within my family, but on the other hand, I don't think I really knew anyone else my age who was going through the same thing. I certainly never was having conversations with a peer about managing it or anything like that. Yeah, so the biggest thing is that I I just didn't I really honestly didn't think that there was any hope for it because I thought it was just something that I had and I just deal with my whole life. And well, and actually I, I do in a way, but I thought I would always be in that same kind of depressed state. Mm. And you grew up in the church, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> so I don't know why I was struggling so much to make this correlation between God and his power of transformation and my depression, but I I just honestly didn't even see the connection. I got I guess I got some books, Bondage Breakers is a book I didn't put a lot of effort towards and you know, so I guess I heard stuff, but I maybe I just wasn't open to receiving it at the time or something. I'm not quite sure what the disconnect was that took me so long. But there was definitely a disconnect there. And I even like the way that you word it, um, that whether it wasn't the right timing or there was some kind of a block there. But, you know, I think that that in itself is so encouraging because everyone's on their own journey, right? And looking back over this whole span of, of how this has affected your life and kind of the journey that you've been on, I'm sure at this point you can kind of see like how the timing kind of weaving in and out and God's timing really played into really what needed to happen for you. Right, definitely. You know, and that's neat that you said that because I don't know if I've really taken the time to reflect on that and the timing and God's timing. But I do believe that, well, of course, this is a journey, but that it did build on itself. And now this is this is my story that I struggled for all that time. And it wasn't until corporate America that I was finally driven to really make a commitment to 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 make some kind of change. And now that's part of my story so I can help others who have been through it more the way I have. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So when you were in corporate America, is that when you first started um, and that incident happened? Is that when you first started seeking counseling or did you do counseling before that? That's the first time I did counseling long term. In high school, I had gone to a couple sessions. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it was just the one particular counselor? Because I know sometimes um, my family, also depression is something that seems to run through the course of, of my family tree as well. And, you know, just with my own battle, with my parents' battle, I mean, I've seen, for example, my mom have really great counselors that she's been with and then maybe not some great counselors that she's been with. And that's really made a huge difference as well. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. I do think that that has something to do with it. It is it makes sense that the first person you happen to see may not be 
the person that's really going to connect with you and be able to help you through these things because there is a lot of self-reflection and it is really deep. And so if you don't really trust the person that's guiding you through that process, it's an uphill battle and actually already is an uphill battle. So that just doesn't work. You need to find somebody who you do connect with. So what do you think was about the counseling that you did start that after the incident in corporate America, kind of as you go back through that process of starting through that counseling, what do you feel like were kind of those triggers that really helped you to open up and and start to have some healing? Mm, That is a really good question. So it's hard to say what exactly helped me connect better and triggered me to keep going with it and everything. But I think that it was really about a commitment to have a different life. My desire to not be miserable became much greater than my, than the comfort zone that I was in with depression. I do feel like I've referred to it as a familiar spot in a bunch of thorns You know, it's familiar and it's kind of my comfort zone, but it's painful. (laughs) So I think I just decided I, I cannot, I cannot do, do this anymore the way I've been doing it. So it, it made me just keep going, even if maybe that session, I didn't necessarily feel this huge breakthrough, uh, but it just kept me going because I didn't see the alternative was just not an option. Oh my goodness. I love that analogy. You know, it makes me. It really makes me think like how many people, whether it be depression or something else, like their comfort zone is surrounded by thorns and it's painful, but that's what they know. And so they just kind of stay there in a discomfort, in kind of a painful situation. And so if you're listening and you can really relate to that, I know that that really hit my heart in a way. And so if you're listening and that hits your heart and you really relate to having your comfort zone being a place of what did you call it sticker bushes oh i could have said that i just said of thorns i imagine thorns (laughs) i like have like this image (laughs) but if you can imagine yourself there if that's something that you can relate to you know i just encourage you to turn up the volume a little bit because that's really where Allie was and she's brought herself in such a different place so whether you find yourself around those thorns because of depression or something else that it might be. Maybe it's a pain of a life that's really out of balance or an unhealthy relationship or just a low self-esteem or or low self-worth, whatever it might be. I think that there's going to be some hope for you in Allie's story. So I hope that um, if that stings to your heart, that you realize that there's going to be some amazing transformation with Allie's story. Yes. uh, This is so exciting to just imagine the um, people out there and, you know, so many people struggle with this. So I'm just so glad to to be here and be able to talk about it. And that's one gift God's given me is I've never been afraid to share things. So <laughs> I'm glad that <laughs> I, can, I can share. <laughs> so take me back. So you were in counseling and really determined to see it through and to do the work. And I think sometimes it takes um, for people, whether it's a physical transformation or a mental transformation, whatever it is, when you find yourself in that point where you're ready to lean in and dig in and do something different, it's almost like a trigger point hits where you've just decided enough. I'm not going to live this way anymore. When you kind of got to that point, can you even remember what it was for you that made you decide 
I'm done. Like whatever gave you clarity to, to, to have things make that connection. I think, I think that maybe it was God, I guess, after so much, so much time of feeling that way and not really thinking that there was any hope. I, I think it was just, for me, I don't think it was exactly a moment in time as much as layer upon layer, maybe God was working on me. And then eventually I just hit it. And, and there was the, with the thing that happened in corporate America was this coworker came in cussing me out in my office over some stupid thing. And at the time I just totally took it and I was starting to blame myself and get so upset, like, oh, my gosh, I am a horrible person. I am a horrible employee because this girl was crazy. And in, and I think hearing – maybe it was hearing a coworker say, I would never have let somebody come in my office like that. And I think something about that, yeah, I'm feeling all emotional, so it must, it must be something. <laughs> like, I think that just made me realize I have – Something is off here because I want to have the kind of self-esteem that I would – my response would be not no. That's not acceptable for me. And I wanted mm. to have the tools to be able to do that. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I love that the Holy Spirit really used that opportunity to, in a way, give you a glimpse of, of who you really are through him in a different way than maybe you've seen it before. Right, Yes. Oh, that's so good. So what happened next? Like you started doing the counseling, you really dived in, you really started doing some transformation work. What was like in the very beginning when you really started to have some of those transformation, what were some of the main things that made a difference for you? Well, I think at the in the very beginning, it probably was just the relief of being able to talk to someone. So I don't know that I, for me, and I don't know if I'm different than other people and how this goes, but I don't know that I had a slow and steady transformation as much as I had a relief to be able to at least go to somebody. And then after a long time of doing that, I had a breakthrough. <laughs> so that's how it <laughs> happened for me. And I'm sure probably if I had done a better job of journaling throughout that journey, then maybe I could have seen a slower transformation. But I think I think that's probably what kept me going in the beginning was just being able to go to somebody. But the thing is, is that our loved ones, they they don't they're not trained in these things. They don't know how to respond, especially if they're people who haven't had depression or if they have. Well, they may be in it and they may not really have a lot of hope for it. And then that rubs off on you. So it's really helpful to have a professional to be able to go to. And that that kept me going in the beginning. Mm, and I know that you really, you know, just in talking before this interview, you shared with me that giving yourself some grace um, was really big in the beginning as well. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like, what was that process for you from going from absolutely no hope to realizing, you know what, there needs to be some grace here for myself? Ah, uh, yes, grace. That is, uh, there's so much there. I'd say to giving myself room to take time to grow was huge. 
I remember when I first started counseling with the, I think with the insurance or something, we got three free sessions and then we started having to pay copay. And I remember when I first started, I, I wanted to be so such an amazing person being counseled that I would in three sessions just be healed or something. And as time went on and I realized, okay, I need more help and more help and more help. I think I had to just give myself grace to say, you know what? Try to look at myself the way God would look at me. Like I'm his child. If, if my child needed to go to counseling and she kept needing more help and she was hoping she only needed so many sessions, but she needed more, wouldn't I be happy to have her keep going, you know? And I wouldn't be angry with her. So trying to look at it that way was a big shift. It's, you know what? Like I honestly think as a parent, and this is probably getting off topic a little bit, But as a parent, like that has given me the most clarity on who God is and what he wants for us is thinking about him as our heavenly father and as our parent in heaven and and really just, you know, the things I would think, oh, well, he wouldn't necessarily care about that. Well, of course, I would care about that for my child. So why wouldn't he care about that for me? But I think sometimes just phrasing things in a certain way, just like you did. Right. Like if it was your daughter who needed more counseling, there's you know, you would move mountains in order to provide for her on what it is that she needs. And I think God's same way. Yes, definitely. Now, you also mentioned that it is kind of a battle and you mentioned um, so beautifully about your comfort zone being of thorns. So how did you kind of battle your way through the thorns out of your comfort zone? By the grace of God. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not to say everything is just perfect now or anything, but I think the other thing that I think about all the time was the story in the Bible about the paralyzed man by that pool that where Jesus healed him and he said, Do you want to be healed? I think about that all the time because and especially in the earlier days when I first started really trying to make a difference with this I'd have to ask myself do I really want to be happy or do I want to choose do I want to allow myself to be consumed negatively and and I think you know sometimes God just does miracles where he absolutely abolishes something in one moment but then sometimes he wants us to make conscious decisions day after day after day And every day I had to ask, do I want to have victory in this? Do I want to be healed? Mm, Yes, that is so good. You know, I always think about it as there's a miracle route and then there's a growth route. And so whenever I'm praying for something, I might sometimes pray for the miracle route, like for God to just instantly (laughs) appear and, you know, make things exactly the way that they should be. And, you know, but sometimes he gives us that growth route that once we get to the end of that path and that journey, we can look back and say, wow, look at all the amazing things that God did while he was growing me through that. But in the beginning, we probably wished he would have just done the miracle route, but then we wouldn't be that same person afterwards, right? Yes, that's, that is so true. I, I, gosh, you were bringing up all kinds of things that I haven't quite thought about in that way. Right. Because now that was the beginning of my passion for personal development, which led to, which made me probably even more attracted to the company I was working with, with my fitness business. And then now where I'm doing confidence and clarity coaching, focusing more through mindset. And if I had just had some miracle, I probably would not have 
quite the same respect for that mindset journey that I am now helping other people through. Mm, I think that that is like the most encouraging thought ever. When you look at and you think about, and this is, I'm speaking to everyone listening to this podcast right now, as you think about Ali's journey and what she's come through and how it's equipped her now that she's changing lives and she's really living this life that she loves and she's able to do her, her purpose that God has given her to do. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, God, what is my purpose? What do you have for me? Maybe just through your struggles and whatever situation, whatever journey he's growing you through right now, on the other side, he's going to be able to use that for something so powerful and so amazing, just like he did with Allie. Yes, yes, preach. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So I know counseling played a big um, piece in that for you. But then also, I know you talk a lot about how your faith really evolved um, in that transformation and really the power of prayer and um, studying scripture. I know you mentioned um, some books that really helped you out. Yes. Uh, Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer specifically is, I really do feel like that book changed my life because I don't know that I really had correlated scripture so strongly to the battle that was going on in my mind. And I I read that book after I had gone through all that counseling and actually after I had started consistently doing personal development, not necessarily Christian books, um, I had been doing that for a long time. And then there was a friend who said, you need to read this. And, And then when I read that book, that's when I really saw how there are scriptures all over the place talking about these battles that are going on in our minds. And that's, and that's what depression is because, you know, it it, is such a, it's such a challenge. So I totally don't want to invalidate it at all, but in the Bible, there's so much hope. So how can we be hopeless when we, when the Bible has, has so much hope and, but it is hard to, to let those, the words of scripture be as powerful as they really can be. This is really easy to hear verses, especially when we've heard them a lot um, and, and not have them sink in. So that book was huge. So was there a process or something that you did in order to be able to see those scriptures in a different light? Cause growing up in the church, I'm sure you've heard those verses before or read them before but now they had a different meaning for you. So was there something that you did that really helped you dive a little bit deeper? Yes. It was the SOAP method, although with my own variation. But what the SOAP method is, is scripture where you write out the scripture. And then you write out your observations about the scripture. And then you write how you could imply that scripture. And then you pray over that scripture. And... And then I also like to add in, in the beginning, um, something about context. And I'd make a couple notes about what was going on in the scripture. And then that helped me, helped it, I don't know, be more relevant to me or gave me more understanding about it. And I, I didn't do that every single time with every single verse. But for the most part, I was doing that or at least several parts of that. And then that helped it really sink in. Was it, it, I do believe that this battle, we have to put forth a lot of mental energy. It is so much easier to just read through it, 
you know, move your eyes over those pages and get it done. But that's not the goal, right? <laughs> the goal is to, to really fight that battle and be empowered by scripture. And so the only way to do that is to slow down and study it. And so that's how I did it. Mm, I love that. I'm going to put that on our show notes page. If you go to yourliferocks.com forward slash 39, that's the number three nine. And that's where you'll have all the information from this episode including that soap method that Ali just talked about. I think that that's really, really powerful. I love that. Yes, me too. And as my friend had told me about that too. And that's what she told me to do. And so I'm so glad she said that. Otherwise, maybe that book wouldn't have been so life transforming. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we do um, in our membership site is every single week we pick you, you have to pick a verse um, that really kind of aligns with where you're at for that week, whether it's aligned with your goals that you have set or the situation that you find yourself in or something that you're struggling with, but it's a verse. And on your daily planning sheets, you have to write it over and over and over and over just so so that you can get from like a different perspective of that verse and really let it sink in. And I love using like the soap, me- the soap method around that to really help you take a a little bit of a deeper look at it. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then that's the other thing was that I wrote, I wrote the verses on index cards, and then have I have a little box, and I put the index cards there, and then each week, well, theoretically each week, I just always make sure I have a verse that I'm trying to memorize, and then I have a good store of verses that really connected with me, so I'm never am wondering which verse to do next. I have them all right there. Mm, that's so good. So now that you've come through counseling and you've had a lot of personal development and you're able to give back, how do you really keep yourself plugged in um, and in that in a good, healthy mental state? Yes, and that is so huge. Uh, something I read before and I love is that your mindset is it's kind of like brushing your teeth. You can't just work on it, you know, one day and then expect it to just last your whole life. You every single day need to work on it. And so I have I spent a lot of time every day with this. And so I have a morning ritual where I have prayers and I actually have them typed up a little bit where I pray. First, I think about what I I just praise God for who he is. And then I pray for my husband and then I pray for my baby and then I pray for the world. And then I pray for my business. And then I read scripture and do or do some kind of devotional. And then I do affirmations and and I have it typed up, so I kind of know what order to go. It goes in. It sounds like so much. It's it's really not as daunting as it sounds. And um, yeah, and have my time for scripture memorization. And so I do all of that <laughs> every day. And so and I can spend a lot of time in the mornings doing it. And if my little one has already woken up, honestly, I try to go through it while she's kind of if she's kind of playing and I'm kind of sitting there. I try to kind of go through it and then. Um, in a more quiet moment, spend some time journaling, trying to ask God, you know, what do you have for me today specifically? Mm, I love that. You know, morning routines are something that I think is the most powerful thing anyone can do. And um, a few episodes back, we actually did a whole episode around morning routines. And I do something very similar every single morning. And it has honestly made the biggest difference for my mental state, my clarity, staying positive, 
and really just feeling like I'm connected to God. Because for me, there's nothing worse than when you're like, hello, God, are you there? (laughs) Am I by myself? But when I can really feel connected with him, like no matter what else happens, the world could fall apart, but I know all is okay. And a big part of it is is what I do with my journaling prayer. I mean, I do something very similar. I, I start off by reading scripture first. And then um, I do prayer journaling on um, giving praise to God, and then I do repentance, and then I pray for other people, and then I pray for myself, and that's and that's just it. And it, same thing, I could take a long time doing it, or sometimes it's a lot quicker in the morning, especially like you said, <laughs> you have it all typed out, and you kind of have your rhythm, so it sounds daunting, but for you because it's such a habit right? It, it goes a little bit quicker. Yes, definitely. And that, oh my gosh, I love habits, which I know you're going to ask me about a book, but um, another one I have to throw out there is the power of habit or power of a habit. I'm not quite sure, but um, that book is so good because it helped me see everything in the term of terms of habits, which makes me feel like I really have options and not feel so much like, oh, this is in my DNA. It's like everything comes down to habit. Yes. Yes. Habit is everything. Everything. So any other tips, anything that we didn't cover that you feel like would really help someone who's maybe currently right now in that place of struggling with depression? Mm, I would say, I guess I'd really want to just encourage them and especially about the, oh, just the decision of I am going to face this. Honestly, it's a little bit like cancer where, you know, if you get cancer, you kind of have to decide, am I going to go through this? And it would be hard to go through chemo and all of that, and it's very exhausting. And it's very exhausting mentally to to battle depression and and to re kind of reprogram your whole brain and pray over all of these beliefs that have hung out for so many years but I guess what I'd say is that it's it is worth it and that you can have progress and and to give your great yourself grace through that when maybe you don't feel like you've made as much progress as quickly as you'd want to and if you have days or moments where you go back and kind of get more into that state it like it's okay you're still progressing and ultimately God is God loves you so much regardless of of what happens with this. Mm, Beautiful. All right, Allie. So now it comes time to the end of our episode where I've got some questions for you. Are you ready? Hey there. Sorry, I just had to interrupt the show for a quick second. Before we get back to Allie and some of the great wisdom that she has to share with us, I wanted to share a gift that I have for you. Now, you just got done listening to Ali and I both share our morning rituals and the way that we spend it with God. You know, morning rituals are such an important part of success, both for you and everyone else in your family. Now, I said I had a gift for you. I actually have three gifts for you, all packaged into one. I have my morning routine, my children's morning routine with back to school around the corner. I'm sure that's something that you might be able to use as well as an outline that I use to journal my prayer time with God every single morning. Now you can get a copy of all three plus a customizable version of the morning routines for yourself and for your kids by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash daily habits, or just go to the show notes for this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode and hear what else Allie has to share with us. All right. So number one question I have for you is what book has really played the biggest amount of influence for your life? 
Well, I would say Battlefield of the Mind, but we have talked about that. Actually, there's so many books. I It's so hard for me to even pick. But I'd say for my business and maybe my, like, just perseverance, which has been so critical, would be The Compound Effect. That book really talks about how to how little actions add up and multiply over time. Mm, love it. Compound Effect. And that's Darren Hardy. Of course it is. Everything from Darren Hardy is just about amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's so great. All right, so next question. If you had a tool or resource that or your number one tool or resource that helps you keep life in balance, what would that be? The app Swipes, kind of like you swipe your phone, but it's plural swipes. Uh, So this is totally nothing to do with depression, but it totally helps me figure out what the heck I'm trying to do each day. (laughs) And then I can swipe it away to procrastinate on things that don't really, that aren't really that important. Oh, so it's like a to-do kind of an app? Yes. I have never heard of swipes. I am definitely going to have to check that one out. I'm a little addicted to to-do lists. So. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. And I was so frustrated because I'd always be rewriting a lot of the same tasks. So now I have it in my app and you can set it up to reoccur. So I like literally have my morning ritual in my swipes app. All right. So what about number one parenting tip? Okay. That's one uh, is... Let's see, it's a little awkward since she's so young, but something that I heard that I wasn't doing a good job of is to teach your young ones emotion words so that they can more quickly learn to communicate that, you know, instead of just being angry with them because they're angry, but try to teach them to say, you know, I'm angry and I'm sad and well, and I'm happy because we, I don't know. So I, I just want our daughter to, to really be in touch with her emotions, so... That will be my tip. Oh, I love that. I love that one. All right. So last one, and this is really my favorite part of every episode, and I always love to hear what our guests have to say, but every single episode, we talk about a Bible verse. Um, Again, a lot like what we talked about before. It's about really having the verses come alive and apply themselves to our lives. So what Bible verse do you have to share with us? Oh, I'm so excited for this. It is 2 Corinthians 10 four and five verses four and five and it's the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to christ Mm, i love that verse like even when you read it when you were reading it just now it was like power pose like it just gives you such like a battlefield feel right and i don't know whenever i hear that verse and when you were reading it, it just makes me feel so strong yes me too especially when you really take a moment to let those words like divine power demolish strongholds i mean this is like that is depression like that is a stronghold and so the the bible says that it can be overcome Mm. perfect way to end your story thank you so much Allie, for coming on and sharing so transparently i know that there's people out there listening to this that are going to be blessed beyond measure and with so much abundance from just hearing your testimony now if someone wanted to get in connection with you how would they do so um, they could, I'd love to chat with anyone who, you know, listen to this, uh, and you know, you can ask me questions and whatnot. You can email, um, purpose driven and free at gmail.com 
or I have a Facebook group for Christian women entrepreneurs, and that's at um, www.bit.ly, like L-Y, um, forward slash Courageous in Christ. I love it. We'll make sure we have links to both the Facebook group and her email address in our show notes at yourliferocks.com forward slash 39. Allie, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I, this is such a privilege and honor. And there you have it. I hope that you got some inspiration from hearing from Allie's story. That's what the series is all about, is to bring you stories of women who have overcome amazing things in their life and just really what God has done for them in that process. Now, if there was something in Allie's story that really resonated with you, would you share this episode with a friend? And and who knows, maybe it will bless them the same way it has blessed you. Now, for links to everything that we talked about, including how to get in contact with Allie, as well as those freebies that I mentioned in the middle of the episode, you can go to our show notes at yourliferocks.com forward slash 39. That's just the number 39. Now, we have even more stories of women who have overcome amazing obstacles in their life by the grace of God. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single one of the upcoming episodes. In fact, I really can't wait for you to listen next week when we have a guest on talking about how she overcame fear and really stepped into the life that God had for her. So until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.